welcome to a special beer and food pairing episode of Brutal Battle. So it has been a bit since we've done beer and food. Uh, I think our last one was in February-ish, because I think our last one was that BC Brewery uh, Valentine's Day dinner, oh, yeah. beer dinner. So we didn't have anything on the podcast. We, we were just eating. talked about it. Yeah, we were just recapping. So it's been a while. It's been close to a year at this point. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we have some beers. We have, okay, so we have five beers for this and five cheeses. The last one isn't so much a pairing as I just want to see what this particular cheese does with this particular beer. And you'll understand why when we get to that. So that's mainly just like a bonus for this episode. The first four cheeses and beers are meant to try and get a good pairing for. So just know that going into it. I believe we've done one of oh, the cats on the move. She's going to have to. She's trying to get the cheese. Yeah, you can't have the cheese. If you want the cheese, then you got to leave. She's still on the move. Now she's sniffing the beers. She's always up to something. So, uh, so if you guys hear anything, it's because the cat's walking around on the table a little bit, inspecting everything. So anyway, we've done a cheese episode for beer and cheese, uh, beer and food before. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been years, so I, I don't remember at this point what cheeses we had on. I looked at the website, and I didn't, I wasn't able to tell necessarily what cheeses we had on. I would have had to listen to it, so I wasn't going to do that. So, since I don't remember what cheeses we had, we could be repeating some types of cheeses. I'm sure it's not the exact same, but, no. you know, so if people have heard that one from a long time ago, and you hear this, and you're like, oh, that cheese is the same... First of all, good on you for remembering yeah. that. <laughs> Second of all, sorry about that. Now, the cheeses we have, most of them, the first four are because of my younger sister, Caroline. So thank you very much, Caroline Cook. She sent us a really cool uh, box that's basically like a charcuterie board in a box from a company called DeBruno Brothers out of, I think, Philadelphia area in Pennsylvania. And they basically box up like a charcuterie board with cheeses and some meats and some other things. Like they had like a, a um, fruit jam with truffle it. Truffle honey. Yeah. Almonds. Some almonds. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then they have a little card in there that tells you what their uh, kind of verified pairings are with just those foods. So like put this cheese with this extra thing. So like this cheese with this meat on this cracker. Cause they also had like crostini crackers in there. And then they'll have, like, for the next level, then put this thing on there. So it's really cool. So if anyone wants to check that out, DeBruno Brothers, uh, just Google it and you can find it. Very, very good. So the four initial cheeses are from that box that we're going to use for this. So once again, thank you, Caroline. All right. So uh, let's get in the first beer. This beer, oh, yeah, we'll do, yeah, we'll do the beers first and then pop in the cheese. Uh, this first one is by Four Score Beer Company, and they are out of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And this is called Local Beer, which is spelled L-O-K-A-L-B-I-E-R. Now, this is their Vienna-style lager, which we have not had before. And the ABV is 4.9%, mm, so okay. a very low, sessionable beer. 16-ounce can. Not all these beers are 16-ounce cans either, so we'll... We'll specify what's what as we're going through it. It's darker than I thought it was going to be. Well, Vienna style's like that. Is it? Okay. Yeah, Vienna style lagers. Definitely. Okay, so let's go with this one. All right, so what's it looking like? 
Oh, it looks like an amber. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like a orangish, brownish, reddish mixture going on there. It smells pretty malty. Yeah, it does. Clean and crisp at the same time. I'm getting some honey, some straw. Yeah, I get a decent amount of honey. A very good amount of honey coming off of it. The straw, you're totally right on that. It smells very clean, mm-hmm, very crisp. There's no kind of like, you know, frayed edges to the smell yeah. that are off. It's like smooth. Malt, straw, and honey. And a slight, I feel like a very, 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 very slight caramelly note okay, in there I as well. I can see that. It smells really good. It smells very good, refreshing, crisp. I'm uh, interested in tasting it. Mmm. I'm getting some of that caramel in the taste. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's very nice. But it's also very easy. Yeah. It goes down super smooth. I mean, as you would, I would hope, at only 4.9%, right. you know, it should go down like that. So. Well, I mean flavor-wise, Oh, too. but flavor-wise, yeah. Body-wise, flavor-wise, yeah. it's just I very like easy. Mmm. This is a beer you could just keep, like, you could go through this fast because mm-hmm. it's... So crisp, so clean, but it has enough flavor that it's flavorful. I mean, it, de- I mean, it, it demands our attention. Yeah, definitely. There is a lot of honey to it. There is that caramel, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. We are getting that little bit of caramel, and that straw is, is showing up in it. I almost dropped my glass. That straw is showing is showing up in it as well. Um, it's very good. It's mm-hmm. very good. I like that okay, a lot. Okay, so what's, what's our cheese pairing? So our one? first cheese is Piave. Which I looked it up, and it's basically like a version of like a Parmigiano Reggiano. So it's kind of that's it's it's equal, basically. So, so this cheese, it's got a sharpness to it, saltiness. Yeah, nice and salty. It's got like a quick tanginess. It hits you. Kind of reminds you of a cheddar. Yeah. It's got a little waxiness to it, though, because it's a harder cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's got a sharp ending to it. So after having that, let's jump over to the beer. And the beer... Hmm. Takes the caramel away. Yeah, the caramel's gone. There's still a little honey. Mm-hmm. The straw is still hanging out. I think it makes it seem thinner. And even easier to drink. Yes. It makes it go down even faster. It kind of, it makes it a little bit watery in a way. Yeah. I would say, I think it takes away a lot of the flavor. Yeah. Mainly because it's just totally nixing the caramel, which kind of sucks. So now let's go ahead and do the beer and then the cheese. Now that we know what the cheese tastes like. So coat your mouth with the beer. And then hit up the cheese. Hmm. I think it tastes the same. So, I think for me, it downplaces the salt a little bit. I could see that. But it increases that tanginess that I was getting in the cheese. So, for that reason, it makes it seem sharper and less salty. That's what I get out of it. I don't know. So I think I think overall, I like the beer more without the cheese, and I feel like I'm kind of in the middle on what the beer yeah. does to the cheese. 
I agree with that. Yeah, what the cheese does to the beer, not that great, but it doesn't destroy it. Like, it's still good. Yeah. But what the beer does to the cheese, I'm half and half. Like, I kind of like it. I kind of, it doesn't matter that much. You know, I don't know. So, okay. That was interesting. Let's, um, oh yeah. I need to slug what I have left. We got to move on to our next beer. Yeah, because we're rinsing. Okay, so the next one, um, I was looking up online some some places uh, that have recommendations on what you should pair with what cheeses. So that's where a lot of these ideas came from. But I was mainly just taking, like, base ideas on, like, flavors and stuff like that. And then kind of doing my own thing. So for the that first one, the, the Piave, it was kind of like lager. Now, obviously, a more clean lager is going to potentially be a little bit better. So this one has more roastiness to it, more malty. So for this next one, it, re- it kind of uh, recommended like hoppy, but it recommended like a citrusy hoppy. So I switched it up and I was like, if it's mainly going for a citrusy on this, I can substitute. And okay. I, I, I mean, I'm trying it. We'll so see. he picked out something called So Radler, which is by the brewery, which is a lager with tangerines, and it clocks in at uh, 4.7%. Which, by the way, we've never had a Radler on the podcast before, no. so this is a first time. We have had this beer, and it is delicious. Yeah, we've had it. Yeah. So we already know what we're getting into. Did you say it's in a 16-ounce can? No. Yeah, it's in a 16-ounce can. So, my and my idea with this is... This will maintain that citrus that it was mainly saying to go for to contrast with the cheese, but it's a lighter body. So I want to see if that is better because I didn't want – because the other thing is like what we have available as far as hoppy beers in our house at the moment, not a huge selection. Yeah. We do have one coming up though, so – and I didn't just want it to be like all hoppy stuff too because, you know, everyone thinks that – Hoppy pairs with everything, basically. Yeah. So, okay. So, what do we see? Okay. So, this is yellow. Pretty hazy. Yeah, a little yellow, little orange to it. Yeah, pretty hazy because of all that actual tangerine juice the introduced juice. into it. It smells like freaking tangerine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would be able to say tangerine mm. or orange or... Right. True. Yeah. It's very vibrant, though. But it's definitely very citrusy. Yeah, very citrusy, super vibrant. There is a nice bitterness that kicks in in the end that makes it like that citrus uh, zest, then. I think there's some sweetness, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like definite sweetness. sweetness. But it also has this kind of crisp cleanness that you would get from the lager aspect of it. I'm getting, like, some yeast characteristics. Okay. Yeah, I can see a little bit of a yeastiness in there. It's very good. Maybe a little biscuity mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Bready, biscuity. Let's taste it. It's good. It's just like you get that all those notes that you get from a lager. Yeah. And then this beautiful tangerine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, um, yeah, the tangerine is so vibrant. It, and the great thing is the tangerine's not at a insane level where it just like takes all the lager flavor away. Right. It's it's kind of it's this 50-50 dichotomy of lager and tangerine juice. It's a great marriage between yeah. those two things. It's it's flavorful, it's easy, low ABV. Um, okay. I'm I'm a, very much a fan. And what cheese fan. do we have? So this is an aged cheddar cheese, an aged white cheddar cheese. 
think it's like 26 months or something like that. So evaluation on cheese itself. Very mild. Yeah. Very creamy. Very buttery. A little bit of a nuttiness to it. Yeah. A little bit earthy. It's soft. Yeah. There's a lower level saltiness than the first one, the Piave. But yeah, let's go to the beer then. What's it doing to the beer? Hmm. I feel like it's downplaying some of that tangerine and bringing more of the lager, lager. out of it. I could it. see that. Because it's more it honey, more straw popping out now. I like it, though. I think this is a good pairing. Yeah, this is a good pairing because it's presenting less like a Rattler and more like... A lager. Yeah, it, it's taking it from being like the 50-50 I was talking about before to maybe closer to like a 75-25 with the 75 being lager and then that little bit of... Chloe, you can't touch that. She was trying to paw at my cheese. Yeah, she is still going to try and paw at the cheese. You can't have the cheese. Chloe, you can't have the cheese. And she's licking her lips while she's doing it, too. What a little stinker. <laughs> she, like, can't... The smell and of you know, it... when we've tried to give given her cheese before, <laughs> she, she won't wanna. eat it. Yeah. Well, no, it's because it's our cheese right now. That's why. I'm, I'll keep swatting your paw away. She'll eventually leave because she's had enough. Um, but I think this is a good pairing. Now, you're going to take a swig of the beer. Yeah. So, oh, so cleanse your palate a little bit with some water. Yeah, I can use my water, yep. And then we'll do, take a swig of the beer and then go straight to the cheese to see what that does. But yeah, I like, I do, I do like this match. Okay. Hmm. I feel like it softens the cheese even more. It, it does. I feel like it makes me focus more on the butteriness. And the creaminess. Yeah. It makes it more creamy, more buttery. Maybe a little bit more salty, actually. Oh, she's on the move. Um, and that kind of like that nuttiness is gone. The earthiness is gone. Yeah, it downplays the cheese more. Um, I'm fine with that. That's yeah. good. Like, I, I, I think that's another one where what the beer does to the cheese, I'm 50-50-ish on it because I like it both ways. But what the cheese does to the beer, I like that. That yeah. is good. Yeah, I think this is good pairing. Yeah, this one works. Ah, I feel proud of myself on that one because that's the one I, I switched. I was like, I'm going to do my own thing on this. Very cool. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's better than the first one thus far. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our next beer is in a 12-ounce bottle. And this is the last of one of these we had because we had a oh, six-pack yeah. of it. We drank, we drank the other five, so this is the last holdout. Uh, this is by Dogfish Head Brewing out of Milton, Delaware, and this is the Campfire Amplifier. Now, Campfire Amplifier is, i read the side, milk stout brewed with graham crackers, cinnamon, marshmallows, with cocoa powder and vanilla beans added. So like I said, we've had it, we enjoy it. I think we've had all these beers, actually, except the first one. We had not had that lager before. That's the only one we hadn't had. Oh, let me pour you first. I always need to remember. Pour, pour you first. Okay, here you go. Why pour me first? So you can get to looking at it, sniffing it first. 
Why? I mean, it's dark. So it's stout. <laughs> oh, the ABV. I don't think I said the ABV on this. ABV is 6.5. So not high or anything. So yeah, it looks like it looks quite dark. It's got a little bit of a tan head sticking around on the top. I smell the milk chocolate aspect Yeah, of it. I smell the vanilla. Yeah, a lot of vanilla, good milk chocolate. There's a little bit of a, an ashy note on the nose. On I the feel finish. like I want to say marshmallow. I feel like I smell marshmallow. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about it before, like vanilla, marshmallow. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. I can't say the graham cracker. No. Although there is a, a little something else in there, you know? Maybe that's the cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah, a little bit of the cinnamon for sure. I think I get the cinnamon, yeah, because there's just a different spice to it. It smells really nice. It's a low level, though. Yeah, it's not It's not a super robust nose. And keep in mind, this is not an imperial stout. This is just a straight stout. So. It's good. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. So the first time we had tried this beer, I was a little let down. Yeah. Because, like I've said before on here... When you're a beer nerd like we are, you're used to nowadays mainly just drinking Imperial Stouts. So when you get something that's like a s'mores-inspired stout, you're thinking tons of vanilla, tons of chocolate, tons of graham cracker. But this is way, it's very drawn back. It's very subdued. And at first I was let down by that, but then as I kept drinking, I was like, you know what? I actually really like it because it's very easy to mm-hmm. drink. It is. But there's enough flavor there that you're like, it tastes like s'mores. So, yeah. Mm. So it is all there. It's chocolatey, milk chocolatey. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of a bitterness kick at the very end of each sip. It's got a little bit of that ashiness I said I was smelling on it. It's got the vanilla for sure. There's a little bit of that cinnamon going on there, too. I was going to say, I don't get the cinnamon. I get it very slightly. Not as much as I got it in the nose, but I get it. Okay, now the cheese. And what kind of cheese is this? This is a smoked Gouda. So you do get a smoked aspect to it. It's a little bit smoky. It's a little bit salty. A little bit salty. I think it's Actually, very yeah. salty. It is. Yeah, it, yeah, and it grows as you continue to eat it. It is the saltiest of the three thus far. And it kicks you mainly at the end with a lot of salt to it. There's also a really strong nuttiness. Mm-hmm. That's like roasted nuts on top of that, which I guess is where that smoked aspect is coming in. It's good. It's just... um. Yeah, that's a strong, a very opinionated cheese, I would say. Okay, so what does it do to the beer? Takes down the vanilla. Mm-hmm. I'd say it takes the chocolate down, too. It really takes the chocolate down. I, th- I think what it reduces it to is maybe a little bit of a dark chocolate coming out of it now, and that ashiness left over. And it kind of, it makes it a little bit... Um, thinner as well so what the cheese does to the beer yeah not, not really. that not so hot but now let's see what the beer does to the cheese beer rin- rinse and then beer first oh there we go mm-hmm. that beer's good okay
Because cheese is also like the chewiest of all of them. Hmm. Okay. It takes a lot of the aggression out of the cheese. It takes the salt level way down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, that's a really good point, and that's a that's a really big positive on what the beer is doing to the cheese. Yeah, that salt is way down. It's making it taste a little like a harder cheese, not as tangy, not as robust on the flavor. The nuttiness is downplayed a little mm-hmm. bit. It I'm just like, chills the cheese out. I would say everything, all aspects of the cheese are just mellowed out. Yeah, it just, that's exactly the word I was going to say next. It mellows out the cheese. It totally mellows out the cheese. I like that pairing. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're going to eat the cheese straight up. I think it's great for that. I don't like what, obviously, I don't like what the, the cheese does to the beer, once again, but I like what the beer's doing to the cheese. That is good. So, um, yeah. So I think most of them thus far we've been like, I don't like what, oh, the second one we liked what the cheese did to the beer. Okay. So the fourth beer we have is by Trogues Independent Brewing. It is their Hop Cyclone, which is a hazy double IPA. 16 ounce can. 16 ounce can. And it is 9%. Now, you guys, we've already had this. We had one of them last night, and that's how I knew I needed to include it in this. And I was like, we'll talk about something specific about it, but, um, yeah, pretty surprising something about this beer. Because keep in mind, it's a hazy IPA that's 9%, which is something we've complained about on this podcast before. But we'll break it down, and then we'll bring it up. We'll break it down. Break it down. Okay. Ooh, there you go. What's it looking like? It looks like a hazy IPA. It's very yellow. It's that haze, bruh. It looks a lot like the So Radler. Actually, it does. I think you're right. I think this is a little more yellow, though, than that. That had a little more of an orange tinge in the So Radler. But, yeah, it smells. It smells so good. It smells amazing. Whenever people say it's just like, it just smells like lupulin, the hop lupulin, that's this. Like, it's just, it's robust. It's it's a little dank. It's a little resiny. It's a little citrus. It's a little pine. That's it's pineapple. Pineapple, for sure. A little mango in there yep. at play. A little straight-up orange to it. Mm-hmm. Those are the big, heavy oh, hitters on the nose, yeah. There's a lot going on in that nose, and it... It smells lighter than you would assume and more vibrant than you would assume for a 9% beer. Great smell, though. Great smell. I guess the the higher alcohol comes in with that little bit of a resiny smell Mm. to it, though. It tastes good. It tastes like it smells. Yes. Yes, it does. um, I do Mm. not perceive the 9%. There's a little more sweetness to it Mm -hmm. than I would think based off the nose. So it comes off a little extra sweet from what you were expecting. But yeah, pineapple, pine, you know, orange, citrus, you know, it's, it's re- resiny, all of that stuff that it's we were It's so saying. well balanced. Yeah. Like, it's All those flavors are there. It's just a delicious beer. And here's the thing. It's got, because of the higher alcohol, it's got a bit more of a viscous mouthfeel to it, but... You would never know that this is 9% if someone didn't tell you that. 
you just start sipping this and being like, oh, cool, what is this, like a 7%, 7% IPA? Yeah. yeah. So the thing I wanted to talk about pertaining to this beer specifically is that we have railed against high ABV hazy IPAs on our channel, or on our channel. I have a YouTube channel, so I do that every now and then, on our podcast. <laughs> so um, they're typically garbage. You know, hazy IPAs, the way they're made a lot of the times, cannot stand up to higher ABV. So they typically taste like, like shit. Uh, this is the very first high ABV hazy IPA I've ever had that doesn't taste like crap. It's 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 good. It's literally awesome. This is a very good beer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to cleanse my palate a little bit. Now, let's go to the next cheese. The next cheese is actually a spread. This is a smoked Gouda and beer cheese spread. Well, I taste that beer. I think there's there's something else with heat in it as well. Tastes like peppery. Actually, yeah. Let me go look it up. Yeah, red pepper. Mm-hmm. It tastes like, hold on a second. I'm going to go. I think I missed an ingredient there. And you definitely get the smoke. Oh, yeah. Very. Very smoky. So got it. So it is a smoked Gouda cheese with pimento in it. okay. And the beer in it is a brown ale. Okay. So just so you know. It tastes really good. It's got a, almost a little bit of like a peppery like heat Mm -hmm. tinge to it. You can, you can taste the cheese. There's like a little bit of like a malty sugariness coming into it. Well, not sugariness, but like a darker malty flavor. And then that smoke, like you were saying, that smoke's very, very present with that. So, a little bit more of it and see what it does to this beer. Mmm. That cheese is good. That's a really good spread. And I would do that just straight up on a cracker. I think it takes a lot of the citrus and um, fruit characteristics away. Ooh. It does, but it, it, it enhances that resin note to it and it makes it more pine driven so it's not what i prefer but it still tastes really good Mm -hmm. it just transforms it from being this kind of mix of citrus and pine and all this extra stuff to being mainly just resiny and piney but still good right Hmm. yeah so what are you looking for it does increase a a little bit the perception of alcohol though i will say that so that is one of the downsides on that one. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So now let's do the beer and then go to the cheese and see what happens. Ah, returning that beer to its glory. That's what it's all about. Ooh. Ooh. It takes the smokiness away and brings more of the pimento out. I would say that, yeah, it, um, I think it makes it creamier. It definitely makes it butterier, creamier. Like you said, 100%, it takes a lot of the smoke out of it. It enhances the flavor of the pimento, but that, like, kick of almost like a heat that I got the first time I was trying the cheese, that's gone. So, 
I actually really like what the beer does to the cheese in mm-hmm. this instance. Once again, I really like what the cheese does to the beer, right. but what the beer does to the cheese, very nice. Mm. That's good. That's pretty cool. Okay, and then our, our last one that's kind of like a bonus. Like I said, I, I'm doing this one. I'm, oh, sorry. I need to give you a rinse. I'm, do, I'm not doing this one because I think this should be a really good pairing. I'm doing it because, well, you'll see why. It's it's a thematic thing, and I'm just interested to see what it does to what the beer does to the cheese and vice versa. Okay, so the beer is another beer by Trogues. Yeah. And it is the Mad Elf, which is an ale brewed with honey and cherry, and it is 11%. And it is in a 12-ounce bottle. Yep, 12 answer. All right. Now, obviously, we've had Mad Elf before. A lot of people have had Mad Elf before. It's been a while, though. It's also a very popular beer for this season. And we're recording on Christmas Day. Yes, so this it's perfect for this. Very perfect for this. Okay, so here we go. What's the Mad Elf looking like? So red. Reddish-orangish. Yeah. I was going to say reddish-brownish. Reddish-orangish-brownish. <laughs> All those, in my opinion. It's very clear, though. It looks pretty. I mean, and it smells like honey and cherry. <sighs> yeah, totally. And just, like, so much malt to it. Mm. I always get, like, a decent kind of caramel in there yeah, as well. Yeah, like brown sugar. Yeah. It's... Like toffee almost. It is a beautiful smell. And especially if you like cherry in your beer, it's a very vibrant cherry. And being backed up with that really nice sweet honey note, it's just a beautiful nose. And it doesn't smell high ABV. What is it again? Is it 11 or 12? 11. 11. All right, got it. Mm, It smells really good. It smells clean too. Mm. You can tell it's boozy though. Mm Mm-hmm. You can. This isn't like the hop cyclone where you're just like, I wouldn't know. You know. Yeah. For sure. It's very cherry. It's very cherry. Very honey. Lot, yeah. It, it, it is what it advertises. Yes. Lots of cherry. Lots of honey. There's a good maltiness to it. There's a little bit of that caramel slash brown sugar we were talking about. I think mm-hmm. it kind of straddles the line of brown sugar and caramel. Mm. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's definitely good. It's a sipper. Okay, now the last, the cheese, why I say this is a thematic thing, this is the Mad Elf cheese. Yes, there's a Mad Elf cheese, and apparently Trogues every year for the past few years has done a collaboration with Dairy Farms in Pennsylvania where they've provided some beer that gets mixed into some cheese. So they've done different beers before, and this year they did Mad Elf. Now the cheese is just a cow's milk cheese, it's kind of like a white cheddar uh, but the rind on the outside of it has coffee, cocoa, and cinnamon. So how's the cheese tasting? I think it tastes delicious. The cheese is good. It has this, like, sharpness to it. It does. But it's also creamy at the same time. Yep. It's not very salty. No. there's Which no I enjoy. Salt. Yeah. It brings out at the end this nice butteriness that grows, and you can taste the Mad Elf. You can taste a little bit of a boozy beer characteristic in the beer. So, okay, so since we just had it, what does it do to the beer? Ooh. 
It makes it sweeter and even more pronounced cherry. I feel like it tastes boozier. Okay, yeah. It definitely does in... Okay, so here. It enhances the perception of the booze. I do agree with that. It also enhances the sweetness. It also enhances the cherry. And I think it takes away some of the mouthfeel. So it makes it seem a little more thin in my mouth. I could see that. So, mm, I'm kind of in the middle on this. It, it doesn't really matter to me that what the cheese is doing to the beer, in my yeah. opinion. I'm 50-50. What okay. about you? I agree. Okay. So now let's swig some more of the beer. Go straight to the cheese. Mm-hmm. No beer perception. Very buttery. Very creamy. Really mellows out a lot of the flavor. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It takes it down a lot. That sharpness is almost gone. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it turns it to a much milder cheese. Maybe not really, but more in lines of like something like a brie where it's a lot softer. It's a lot more mild. It's, you know, so... I'm actually okay with that. I think I prefer the cheese without the beer. Yeah, I prefer them separate. So, yeah, but um, yeah, like I said, this wasn't this pairing wasn't to complement either way. It was just to see what would happen because it's literally the cheese done with the beer. So I just wanted to check that out. So we went through all of them. Are there any that you look at now and you're like, I really think that this beer could be really good with this cheese? And we should kind of circle back to it. Hmm. Nothing's jumping out at me. Anything for you? Um, I am very much interested to see what the So Radler could do with that Piave, which was the first cheese that we okay. did. So, yeah. So let me pour a little more of the So Radler. Mm. Oh, you need a rinse. Sorry. Pouring with my non-dominant hand. Hopefully I don't spill. Okay, so I'm pouring myself a little more of the Rattler. And once again, just as a reminder, the Piave is kind of like a Parmigiano-Reggiano type cheese. So people remember. Okay, so let's go ahead and just do the cheese to the beer, and then we'll do the beer to the cheese. That was the first one we did. Yeah, the very first one. Yeah. This is the hardest cheese, mm -hmm. for sure. I think it's got the most zing to it. It gets crumbly. Yeah, very crumbly. Okay. Now, hit the beer up. Ooh, very, it, it's very sweet now. It's very mm -hmm. honey-driven. It's a good pairing. You still get the tangerine in the So Rather, but it's it becomes... It, like, makes the honey level explode in it. I like that pairing. Mmm. Wow. Oh, it also makes... It also brings out more of the crisp and refreshing yeah. aspect of the lager. It kind of just, like, makes the beer better. I mean, it's it just does. all over, just kind of... It actually does. That's actually really amplifies good. Amplifies that beer. I'm digging that. Okay, so now let's rinse and see what the beer will do to the cheese. The tanginess is coming down a bit. 
So it's the saltiness. Yep. It just mellows the hell out of that cheese. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. That actually might be the best pairing. Yeah. But I also think that that So Rattler did a great job with the cheddar it as did. well. That worked really well. Hmm. The Rattler just goes well with with cheese. Um, I want to see what this um, Vienna lager will do with the smoked Gouda. Hmm. Okay. I'm interested in that. We're just going to get crazy on this. <laughs> oh, did you need a rinse? That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should be all right. Okay, there's that. There's that. Okay, let's get there. And that was the second one. Okay. So you rinsed your mouth enough? Mm-hmm. You don't need more water. Okay, yeah, that's the... That's this one, though. That's one more one. over. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. Yeah, decent smokiness. Decent tang. That play in there. Mm, the nuttiness. It makes the lager sweeter. I think it makes the lager taste like dirty dishwater. I can see that. For me, it, it, it kind of enhances a little bit of the sweetness. It enhances a little bit of kind of the malt, making it a little caramelly. But I see what you're saying. It also gives it kind of like these rough edges. Just, yeah. It's weird. Kind of murky. Can you grab your water so we can drink from that for rinsing? Yeah, I'll just pour it in. Yeah, you can do that. Just pour it on in there. Make it easier. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. All right, so now let's see what the beer will do to the cheese. Again, mellows it out. Like yeah, it really mellows it out. No oh. smoke. Hardly any flavor, actually. Yeah, all the darker flavors are gone. All the heavier, darker. Although... I'm perceiving the salt. The salt's still there. The nuttiness is still there. It's just at a lower level. Yeah, that one didn't... That one didn't go so well. I think that might be... Well... Okay, so then the other one that I was potentially going to do was the Hop Cyclone with the aged cheddar. Okay. So I do want to try that, and then that'll... We'll stop there, because I feel like that's enough. I'm getting confused with all of these. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the uh, the listeners don't. Hopefully you guys can keep them straight, because we're having a harder time doing it since we're bouncing all over the place. Okay, so, dude, get a good run. There you go. Let's get some of this aged cheddar. Mm-hmm. Good, easy cheese. Yeah, I like that cheese. Super simple. Mm. Mm -hmm. Woo! That works. It does. It makes it a lot sweeter. Yeah. I think it takes the alcohol perception down even further. Yeah. If it can even do that. That's kind of weird. It increases the the sweetness of the beer. Still makes it more resiny. 
Hmm. Citrus is still there a little bit, but it's more of the pine hanging out. That's good, though. Okay. All now right. the beer. Yeah. Okay. Rinse. Now the beer. Then the cheese. Ooh, even creamier now. Very creamy. Oh my gosh. And that's about it, though. I mean, all the other flavors are mellowed out. The saltiness is still there. It's, but not as much. It's downplayed a little bit, although it is kicking in a little more at the end of the taste. Everything's downplayed except that creaminess. It, it's like a creamy explosion. Like, when I just went from the beer to that cheese, in my mind I was like, this is the creamiest cheese I've ever had in my life right now. Yeah. It, it's just like it was super coating the inside of your mouth. It, it's pretty nuts. That's interesting. That's an interesting experience. Would I say it makes the cheese better? Not necessarily. But do I mind it? No. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so... I'm just going to eat this metal cheese. Let's go ahead and rank the beers then. Just the beers on their own? Yeah, let's let's do the beers on their own, but, I mean, obviously we know what the what the best pairings were. Right. I mean, honestly, the So Rattler... So Rattler paired well, well with both of those cheeses. Yeah, the Rattler's the best pairing. The Hop Cyclone did pretty well with its first pairing, which was the, the beer cheese, the smoked Gouda beer cheese. So those were the best ones by far. So the Rattler with the Piave and the um, Aged Cheddar. And then the Hop Cyclone with the Smoked Gouda Beer Cheese. Yeah, those are the best pairings by far. So hopefully people learned something from this. I mean, we did. I feel like we did. Okay, so let's do the beers. Rank these beers. I'm going to put them in a row just so it's easier to visualize here. Do you know what you're doing? Or? Uh, no, I'm very confused. I'm still very confused on this. This is hard because these are all really good, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just visually put them in order. So that's my order. Mm, okay. Read out your order. My number five, and again, they're all really good. So my number yeah. five isn't. Yeah. I, I, I still like it. Yeah. My number five beer is the Mad Elf by Trogues. My number four is the local homegrown Vienna style lager. My number three is the campfire amplifier, the stout. My number two is the hop cyclone. My number one is the Rattler. Okay, so I am almost exactly like you, except I'm doing this. My number five is the Mad Elf. My number four is the local Vienna lager. My number three is the Campfire Amplifier. My number two is the So Rattler. And my number one is the Hop Cyclone. That, I mean, the first three blow my mind, basically. And the, the last two, I ever, I'm like, these are very good. Yeah. So um, that Hop Cyclone, though, in particular, like the fact that that's the very first higher ABV hazy IPA we've had that doesn't taste terrible and not only does it not taste terrible, it tastes really good, and you can't tell it's 9%. Awesome achievement. And that's so Rattler. Like, 
a lot of people knock on Rattlers. They're like, oh, is it really beer? I mean, it's like near beer. No, it's, this Rattler is very good. And especially with these cheeses, because like we said, with each of these cheese pairings, if you may hear our cat scratching things in the background, this has been her episode to show yeah. up. <laughs> uh, but, um, especially if you're going to do uh, a Rattler with these cheeses, I mean, those were really good pairings. Mm-hmm. Like that Rattler with the cheeses and vice Excellent. versa, super awesome. So we got to recommend this So Rattler, this Tangerine So Rattler by the brewery with the particular cheeses that we did. The mm-hmm. Piave, which is like a Parmigiano Reggiano, and the Aged Cheddar, mm-hmm. which I feel like those are pretty easy to find cheese-wise. Yeah. So awesome. Was this fun? Yeah. So, people, I would like ideas. We've done a lot of beer and food episodes, not recently, but over time. You know, we've done cheese, we've done ice cream, we've done candy, we've done um, chips, we've done corn nuts. Yeah, we, we did corn nuts. <laughs> I think we did actual we did actual nuts at one point. We've done a bunch. We've done, you know, whole courses of meals. We've done a lot. But what do you want? You know, what, where should we go next with another beer and food episode? So email us at BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com and give us some ideas. What do you really want to hear? Like, I've been very interested in this type of food with beer. What pairs well? Oh, we did, we did charcuterie meats as well. Mm. So we've done a lot, but, but we're missing stuff, I'm sure. So what would you guys a lot of food like? out there. Yeah, totally. But this is a lot of fun. I always love when we do this because of the... How flavors play off each other is always so interesting. But, yep, it's been a good time. Um, Social media, just the Instagram Instagram. is what I'm plugging at this point because I'm not doing... Brutal Battle Podcast. Yeah, I'm not doing the Twitter all that much or the Facebook. So, Brutal Battle Podcast on Instagram, pretty active there. Do us a quick favor, ratings and reviews on whatever podcatcher you listen to this through. And the big thing, word of mouth. If you can spread the word... More people listen, and um, yeah, that's what we're looking for. But anyway, thanks for checking this out, and until next time, keep it brutal. I feel so-